Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello, you lovely lot, and welcome to Football Manager Therapy. I'm Matt Richards, and on this week's episode... Joining me as always is the Mac to my Dennis. It's Tony Jameson. Hey, how are you? Hello, I'm all right, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty chill today. Pretty tired, but you know, functioning and and, and it's all all good. How are you? About, about about the same, to be honest. I think as well as can be expected, given the fact there's a fucking war zone happening outside our houses. Um, both of us will 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 we'll acknowledge that right now, shall we? In case there's anything yeah. that crops up on the record. So, you lovely listeners are currently listening to this uh, at the earliest on, on Monday um, and second earliest on Tuesday. So, we are, we're not recording on those days. <laughs> it is bonfire night, basically, for us all like, the yeah. day after. So, we're currently having firework displays in our what sounds like our front and back gardens. So that's nice um, for people that like that sort of thing. But we'll we apologise for it sounding a little bit like a war zone. Or, or if you've always thought that the podcast deserved a backing track, um, then maybe maybe we'll start putting uh, some some uh, some Call of Duty soundtrack in going forward. So you know, let let us know what you prefer. Let us know what you prefer. Swerve, we're <laughs> celebrating the release of Call of Duty Vanguard because it's going to be like every Call of Duty you've ever played, just set in a different era. Oh, what's that? World War Two? That's dead original. That. How did you come up with that concept? says a man that plays the same game every year with an updated roster. But the thing is, though, Matt, the army uniforms are updated this year, isn't it? They've got the, they've got the new sponsors on. <laughs> I don't know if they're not sponsors, but yeah, same thing, same thing. Um, so yeah, there you go. That's, that's what's happening. So yeah, if you do get a bit of background ground, uh, chatter, then then yeah, that's that's where we are. But apart from that, though, I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right. Well... Tony, the fireworks are internal as well as external because when people are listening to this, it will be FM22 official launch release date. Actually, actually, now's the time that the fireworks should be going off. I know, they've gone quiet. Yeah, the main game is officially here, which it's felt weird because it's felt like for us. Past, this past has us, felt the you know, longest, the longest like two weeks. <laughs> it has been, yeah, it's been very odd, very, very odd, a very odd beta experience. And I don't necessarily think that is to do anything with the game in particular. Just for us individually, it's been a weird, a weird couple of weeks leading into the game. But we are very much ready to get stuck into our main challenges um, for this year's. Cycle, but before we dive into that, Tony, we do have our first challenge of the season for FM twenty two. Uh, 
Yeah, getting in nice and early, aren't we? Because we figured games out, might as well get something going on straight away. Because obviously this is the point where everyone goes, oh, I don't know what we say it's going to be. Maybe you're not 100% sure. So we always like to offer something uh, to our listeners. And we obviously, obviously try and offer like a, a league or a team that maybe you haven't managed before. Sometimes there's some stipulations. And um, this time we figured that to get the ball rolling on FM22, we are going to go, um, we're going to go to Wales this year um but not technically wales because <laughs> don't because, get because into that don't start no, that no 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 right right it's wales but in the english league unfortunately right so okay, uh, okay. we're gonna man we're gonna manage i wasn't i wasn't debating the geography of it right we're like it's, it's 100 percent wales right we're we're gonna manage i'm gonna i'm just gonna move on right we're gonna manage wrexham <laughs> Right. We're going to manage Wrexham for a season, and you may or may not have heard. Um, they've got some new owners who are so famous, even I've heard of them. Like that's that's it's because, literally. It's because one of them appears in the only TV show that you watch, and the other one's Ryan Reynolds. So, yeah. but but even still, though, I didn't know he was Deadpool. <laughs> so it swings around about. <laughs> I've never oh watched Deadpool. Why, why would I? <laughs> like you know. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I'm really happy with how themed this episode is. Obviously, the the main theme of this is an always sunny um, theme because of, of of last year's game day release title, and then we've tied it into Mac being part of the first challenge. I like it. I like it. This is good. It's better because obviously I had uh, I had it's always sunny in Philadelphia Union, didn't I? And now I think we have to go. It's usually quite drizzly in Wrexham. Is maybe the uh, the title of the save. So, so the um, so the stipulation because we do love a stipulation is uh, Wrexham for one season. You can buy players who are Welsh, who are American, or who are Canadian. Nice. I see what you did there. I see what you did. Yeah. I mean, even like you know, it's yeah, it's 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 it sh- there should be no ambiguity really. And if with you that. can find a player that is all three of those, you win. Just to complete it, mate. Uh, pretty much, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We we found the f- the first player with a triple nationality. Miles is a sub-bug. Yes, it's a bug. Yeah, yeah, possibly. So obviously, Wrexham um, are quite low down in the English league structure. They are in the national mm-hmm. league. I'm gonna say that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but the, I think this could be interesting because of 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 the ownership behind it. Obviously, it's it's brought a lot of attention to Wrexham and lower league football. Um, the the two owners have been very active. They've been at games. Apparently, even Danny DeVito turned up at one or something, didn't he? <laughs> it's just something crazy like that. I love Danny DeVito. And, and they seem to be. They seem to be. Um, the usual fun selves, but also embracing what Wrexham is and, 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 and Wales as a country and the club and stuff like yes. that. So it, it does seem good at the minute. It seems it seems jovial and fun. Um, so I'm, I'm now going to be interested in how this all translates into the game because the idea is kind of like, oh, well, Wrexham have financial backing. Are we going to get that financial backing in the game? And if we are, you know, how much does that impact with things like reputation? Because obviously, I think comparably in terms of I don't know, like stature of ownerships, it kind of a little bit reminiscent of Salford, right? When the, the class of ninety two came in. Yeah, I mean that's probably about up there. And I, I would I would say that the 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 potential money floating around then then look like you know, without getting into a debate about what whether that's 
good or, or right for the league or not, we don't know. But the money's there to, to essentially rebuild the club and, and bring them back up into the football league. And and um, and I think the thinking behind the challenge was was the and it was kind of spun off what Dave Goodger did with the um, with the Breakin challenge that he took it in Scottish League Two. He started making content on it. And he really enjoyed it that much that it became his save. And I quite like the idea that there's maybe someone sat now going, you know what, Wrexham's not a bad shout, you know, like and and if we do put a little stipulation on there, and if you get if you get promoted first season, maybe that will inspire someone to just keep going with it a little bit and maybe just like have it as their save and, and it's you can make it a homegrown save essentially with you know the way that the dynamic youth ratings kicking in and dynamic rivalries the stuff that we're going to talk about on this podcast I think I think it could be a really fun save for a long term one I think it's quite a good one just to jump in um, and dive around a bit because obviously you know as I say lower league you've probably got a bit more money than everyone else has got I'd imagine but we've taken that off you and given you some stipulations instead so yeah, it could be it could be a good one actually. I've been very up for more international games for Wales being played in Wrexham. I know that's something that is very passionately debated uh, amongst the Welsh fan base. So hopefully we can get some some eyes on Wrexham, and you never know, we might get some games um, further north of, of the country in the future. So maybe this will just encourage them if you do really well. Like, hey, look, I've made Wrexham the home of football. Obviously, there's a historical tie there with the Welsh FA first being born and developed in Wrexham as well so there you go um I'm, I'm like this this mm-hmm. I think I'm probably going to do this challenge because of a reason that will come um become more clear later on and uh you know I, I like Wrexham as a side they're one of very, very I was gonna say one of very few Welsh sides in the English stru- league structure and then I was like no nah, that's not true there's <laughs> quite a few you know it's <laughs> quite a lot yeah. like Cardiff Cardiff uh, Swansea the the, the big quote unquote big two you've got Murphy obviously which is I'm very biased about or I should specify Murphy Murphy Town there and then you have obviously have Wrexham as well and there's probably others that I'm completely missing him. but yeah it's it's an interesting thing for me as a, as a Welshman historically because it's a thing that's often often been spoken about and debated so you never know I'm massively up for if you make if you make this your long term save make Wrexham amazing and then become Welsh manager and win a World Cup love it yeah, I think you know. I think that's great, man. Like, because we we both had, well, at least I certainly had a Welsh save at the back end of FM twenty, and, and I really enjoyed it. So, um, yeah, I think it's um, I think it's a good one. I think it's a good one. This one, and I, and I, you know, what? I can I can see people people continue with this. So, um, yeah, get signed up, and of course, you have got until the end of the month to uh, to get it done, and we'll um, we'll announce the winner. Yeah, make sure you join uh, Tony's Discord. The details of which and the link. Uh, leading you there is in the podcast description so make sure you do that and join in on the fun talking of fun it is time now to dive a little bit deeper into our hopefully long-term saves on this year's cycle Did you like the way I put hopefully in there? Because 
I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not getting ahead of me. I'm not getting ahead of myself just yet. But um, you got sacked in the beer. Yeah, but you know what? I wasn't even the first one sacked. So, like, you know, Omega Luke got sacked. RDF got sacked. Um, Maladon got sacked. And and yeah, I've joined an illustrious club. But you know what? I must admit, I obviously won the US Cup and then the supporters shield. But I didn't win the MLS Cup because I got knocked out immediately in the semi-finals, thanks to Portland Timbers. So I, I also had some disappointment. Um, you know, I, I can feel feel those. Hardships. I mean, look, all I'm going to say is I'm pretty sure I unearthed a bug. Yeah, right? yeah. I was bottom. Of, <laughs> no, 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 no. I was bottom of the table, and we touched yeah. upon it a little bit in the last podcast. I was bottom of Serie A for for about six months, and for six months I had an F rating from the board. At Christmas, they called me in for a discussion that said, how's it going? And I was like, it'll probably get better, just trusting the process. And they went, all right, fair enough then. And every time I got called in for a meeting, that was the answer I gave them. And they just went, okay, cool. Like, literally, it, it took me to the last day of the season <laughs> to mathematically be relegated. We then got relegated, and then they went about time we all both went our separate ways in it and i was like really you've dragged this out the whole season have you so thanks for that they do say that that managers don't get any time anymore and you've just proven that that a good club like sampdoria will try and back that manager to the end so leaving the beater behind us it's time to talk about what we're going to do so tony's save is quite a big one it's quite a passionate and emotional one so we're going to be leaving that till the end for our sort of our main event of the podcast no pressure building it all up but then i will go first and talk about what i'm hopefully doing this year on 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 this game and that is Mm. of course popping along to the canadian premier league yes sir yes i have done quite a lot of digging quite a lot of prepping quite a lot of planning for this it did take up a large chunk of my my, my beta experience i obviously did have my fc dallas save which was which was fun and enjoyable um and, and again um i would recommend if you are looking for an mls side to manage uh, which i know a couple of you have, have been asking me i would always go with fc dallas because they have got some really cool young players and there's a lot of fun to be had there but in terms of the canadian premier league i I broke down every team um, and wrote a little report on them, looking at the managers, sort of the tactics they played, average squad age, and then kind of with some clubs I looked a bit deeper in terms of fan culture, you know, history, anything else that might be interesting, geographical locations, anything like that. So there's a couple of people I have to give some shout outs to um, uh, as I go along. And the first person I need to give a shout out to is someone called Cameron Herbert, who on Twitter is at CamH and then free underscores, who is a, a tactical analyst for the Canadian Premier League in real life. And he has produced a wonderful Google Drive document with a breakdown of every single team in the Canadian Premier League, how they build in the uh, build up from the back, 
the middle phase and the final phase, how the defensive structure is. Like you've made little PDFs, and then every single team has got clips about their build-up structure and their defensive patterns. And amazing, I like, amazing. I was like, dude, you are a legend. So while like I can't say enough uh, enough great things about Cam, it was wonderful, I, and I really like. I genuinely spent a whole afternoon just going through the whole documents and the files and stuff, and trying to get like. A, a, a vibe and an idea of how teams played and then was comparing that with what the managers are like in the game from you know my own little bit little bits of research i was doing in the game i also did play a little bit of a canadian premier league season with atletico ottawa who i'd ruled out from the off as a team that i wasn't going to manage because i've managed them twice before so yeah we did some poking now initially it was down to two teams, and I genuinely thought I was going to lean towards FC Edmonton. And then, less so with real life, but more so in game, I kind of started to steer away from. So in real life, I think they might be bottom of the league at the minute. So the league is wrapping up before it goes into the playoff structure, I think, at the minute. Um, and it does sound like they are kind of um, on hard times a little bit, to quote Paramore. And probably could sign do me up. Sign me up. I'll I'll take them. <laughs> could probably do with a bit of a rejuvenation. But I noticed in game on the beta save that they were actually in the top three in, in my save, and I noticed they had a couple of um, some decent players within their ranks. Now they, I think they have the worst facilities in the league, or at least um, up there with the worst facilities. But they also do have a striker who is called Easton Ongaro, which is a great name, first and foremost. Wonderful, wonderful name. But is really good for that league. <laughs> like, nice. like, a really good deep-lying um, deep forward. And I was like, um, I don't feel comfortable with coming straight in and having, like, good players. And there's, they've got yeah. quite a young side, which everyone in the league does. But I was like, they're just a little bit too good in terms of where the squad is right now. I was like, I don't think I'll get the longevity that I'm kind of looking for if I went with them. Mm. So, Tony, that led me to my other pick, which you're going to be really, really happy about. Because you have mentioned him on this podcast before. And I will be managing the nine stripes of York United. Yeah! Excellent. Are we going to get to see William Wallace do his thing? Yeah. Well, when he comes back from loan, William Wallace will be going straight into that team for at least one game just so I can send a screenshot to Tony. So there's, a of, so there's a couple of reasons why I started leaning towards York United. Again, York United are... They don't have a great squad in the game. Their facilities aren't the best. I think they're like adequate i think the rating is whereas edmonton were like below whatever like they were they were really bad maybe even basic i can't remember i can't remember the tiers so with york united actually this leads into my second shout out to someone who gets a double a times two shout out um but i'll be one person if that makes sense (laughs) because they've done two cool things First of all, is they are a, a York United fan, and they their their interaction stuff on social media, and then tweeting stuff and uh, interactive stuff, sort of brought me in to, to have a little bit of experience of, of how the, the the fan culture is around the club, and they seem really cool. They they seem they seem really inclusive, and they also seem really proactive. Where I think there's a couple of 
and, and, and excuse me if, if I'm, I'm I'm getting any of information wrong because I kind of only saw surface level of this. I think there's a situation at the minute where they're trying to establish a players union within the CPL, and um, they're super active in this. And and, and and York York United as a fan base have seemed to be um, super active with this. So that's a really positive. So um, shout out to Edward Hon Sing Wong. Um, who is a York United fan, but is also the creator of the Canadian Mega Patch, which has been going for a few years now. And um, Scoot actually had tagged him in a post, and I was like, I recognize Edward. And I was like, why do I recognize him? And then I remembered a while back, he's been making the Mega Patch since before, I think, the season... The season before the league got officially introduced in the game, I think there was because it was like that weird because obviously their seasons don't line up with European seasons, so it was like that weird like it wasn't in the game one year, but it, it started in real life and he patched it in, and now he just patches um, a couple of things to do with contracts and tidies everything up about structures and clubs and stuff like that. So he'll be doing uh, a mega patch for this year. And that kind of was the point I was saying earlier. I'm probably not getting started on this until the mega patch is out, just because I trust him enough for it to be the full experience, the cool experience. But also, as well, I'd hate to start this save and then that patch comes out and I miss out on something. So, yeah, um, no exact date on it. Bless him, he was very sweet and, and, and said like, "Hey, this is kind of like a rough estimation." You know, it said probably by the end of the month. But as, as I said to him on Twitter, there's absolutely no pressure. Just take your time because I know it's going to be worth it. So that's probably why I'm going to focus on the Wrexham challenge or um, something else before before I do this. But yeah, York United. So I mean, I'm pretty excited about this actually. It's it's going to be different because I'm not I'm not really been thinking about tactics as such, but they they were the only team sort of in the league. Do you remember I said like everyone was Catanacho and like really defensive? Yeah, they were the only one that was kind of like, hey, we play a four three three, a vertical tiki tacker, and I was like, ooh. Um, and I think they also have the youngest um, squad age as well. So I was like, this is cool. This they've got a couple of youngsters that are interesting and exciting, but their team at the minute isn't like the best in the league. So and having played through as well a little bit, I'd, I'd probably say like the majority of the season more than half a season some of the mls clubs as in like toronto vancouver and montreal release some really decent players and like youngsters okay. and i'm like yeah, yeah. all right cool you know i mentioned jordan hamilton the other week as well you he, did yeah he used to he used to play for uh, toronto i think so i'm really kind of excited about this and again i love that the league encourages you to use young players and it encourages you to use Canadian players so this is going to be a real development save and I think it'll be cool to see where we can we can get up to with this so Forge Forge FC have just in real life become the first Canadian team to qualify for the North American Champions League so that's going to be our first goal um, mm. after challenging for the Canadian Premier League title. But yeah, um, that's that's what it's going to be. So there you go. York United, the nine stripes. We're doing it. We're going to Canada. We're going to we're gonna turn Canada into a, a soccer nation and uh, yeah, try and, try and win lots of things, develop lots of exciting new gens and generally have a good time. 
I like the sound of that, man. Genuinely, I like the sound of that. I think that's, I think that's a great pick, to be honest. And again, I respect the fact that you've gone for a side who are clearly a side who want to develop um, and have the opportunity to do so. Um, also, a side that were um, that were founded by a Scotsman as well. So again, I'll take that. Um, and, and as I said, William Wallace, man, even just for the memes, you've got to be, you've got to be happy <laughs> with that. Like a Brazilian player called William Wallace. Oh, oh, perfect. It is. It is. I might even have some Tim Hortons when I play. All right. Well, I am obviously off to Canada, but let's find out in what part of the world Tony Jameson will be laying his hat in FM22. Yeah, so I've flip-flopped a little bit over the uh, the course of building up to get to FM twenty two because um, <laughs> you because you mentioned you mentioned the D word on the, on the podcast, didn't you? I did, yeah, yeah. I did. Well, well, look, I mean, look, look, my my original plan was going to be an unemployed journeyman. That was my, was my original plan, and it was, we were going to take the top six nations out, and I was going to do that. But then I was like, well, actually, I don't want to sit on stream for like three hours doing job interviews. That's like that's like not great for anybody. And then I looked at, then I did the Dan. I thought Danube will be a great idea, but then I was like, oh no, like everyone's just like. I'm just in. I'm just in places I shouldn't be in. Like you know, just like yeah. countries that have got views that I don't agree with, and I've been really outspoken about the Newcastle situation. So, I, for me, like the Premier League's completely off the table this year. I don't want to imagine England this year. I was barred Wrexham, of course. Um, and I was like, I need something different. And I was like, and I was trying to work it out with the Danube going like, oh, let's do like a morally good adventure. And that's kind of what we dubbed it on on the stream. And we kept looking for like nice teams, like left wing football clubs or like teams of like really good cultures. And then um, we mentioned again on, on last week's podcast, shout out to uh, to FM Scrolls, who presented to us uh, a team in Indonesia. Now, it might surprise you. I, I, I haven't managed in Indonesia before. Um, this is a first. Uh, the team is PSS Slemon. They are—they're not particularly fashionable. They're not particularly successful. They've been around for about forty years. They've spent most of their time in Division Two. Recently, been promoted up to Division One. Uh, that being their only piece of silverware they've ever had in their history. And you know what? Sounds very reminiscent of Peterborough, to be honest. One trophy. Uh, I can take that. <laughs> the, not much the pressure Indonesian there. Indonesian Peterborough, so to speak. <laughs> I hope there's an Indonesian Barry Fry somewhere. <laughs> um, so, so Scroll sent us a video to watch about Slemon, and I watched it. And my word, I was taken in. Like literally, that video hooked me straight away. Like we'll link it. It's in the Discord, by the way. Um, it might be on the, on the podcast as well. It's definitely the Discord, right? It, as a football club, what they've got, okay? They've been voted first of all. Uh, they've been voted the loudest fans in Indonesia, which you know you'll, you'll take that as a thing anyway for for a for a fan set. And the, the interesting thing about that though is that traditionally your home fans, your your ultras, would be in the north stand. That's yeah. kind of where they'd be. But times obviously changing in the world, um, and there's a selection of fans in the north stand who were feeling really uncomfortable about being at the football. Um, they didn't feel as though they were respected. They were treated really badly. They were harassed. Um, they were women. So women decided that the option was either don't go to football anymore and be driven out of the game or leave the North Stand, create a second Ultras in the South Stand and have a female-driven Ultras 
Yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm on board for this right now, right? Um, so basically, uh, the plate, so where Slemon plate is, and again, apologies if my pronunciation is, is slightly off. It's a Yogyakarta, um, in Indian, Indonesia, right? Now, apparently as a region, this is quite young, upcoming. There's quite an artsy scene, culture, music, education, the university town. Um, so again, a lot of young people. So that's what's helping drive the change. Um, it's a, it's a, they're obviously trying to sort of do something a bit better. Um, it's a heavily Muslim area as well. So again, trying that women's sort of empowerment is really really important they have now taken over the full south stand and are taking on the board as well and just trying to drive change within the club they're holding the board up to account um they're they are uh, boycotting matches if they don't feel as other players or the uh, club acting in a professional manner they've taken charge of how tickets are sold because again there was a lot of sort of like when tickets were sold they were just play people turn up with no tickets now it's all ran as a professional club, essentially, they've completely done everything from the ground up. They also have a message as well in terms of their chanting. So we said that they're the loudest fans in Indonesia. And um, they also have a, have a, a thing where they refuse any negative chance of the opposition. So it's only 90 minute chance of positivity about your own club. And I was like, oh, that's lovely. That's genuinely lovely. Right. And, uh, and I start, so I was like, right, I got myself into a YouTube, is it rabbit hole? Wormhole? Yeah, rabbit hole, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, you, you pick, pick your animal, right? I'm in a hole, right? And I'm, I'm clicking around and, I, and I'm watching the fans, like watching like videos of like 15 minutes, 45 minutes of the fans. And I'm just, I'm mesmerized, absolutely mesmerized. The, the choreography of the fans is amazing. And they've got this anthem they play at the end of, of a match. We played it on stream, okay? And, the comments in the chat were very much like, are people cutting onions right now? It's it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. It's called Until You Can. Uh, again, we've got a link of that in the description. It's amazing just to hear the fans sing it. And then they sort of all go silent. And then they just, the drums come out and it erupts. So the whole place goes off again. And I'm just like, oh, I'm on board here. <laughs> um, and so what we thought was we'd take Slemon, okay, and we would try and do, try is going to be the operative word here. We're going to try and do a build a nation save in Indonesia, starting with Slemon. Okay. Now, Indonesia as a country as well is developing in terms of its football teams like Bali United, a brand new team. They're five years old. They've won the league twice. They've got, they take a lot of inspiration from how European clubs work in terms of their um, business setup and their commercial. Uh, set up so they're all built to, to generate income. They've got an esports team as well, so they're like probably the forward thinkers. Let me say, um, yeah. Slemon are catching up. So I kind of want to do that. I want to build this nation up. Now, uh, again, shout out to FM Garuda, who is an Indonesian content creator. I, uh, I got in touch with him. Scrolls has been sending me loads of stuff, by the way. Absolutely loads again. Like, breakdowns on on again the same as yourself like teams players chance um like players to look out for uh, interviews to listen to uh garuda's done the same he's fired me everything like kits badges um talking points for you know the style of play that each team has as the nation has like sort of you know what you need to look for um we may even have a link to uh to slemon he might have a contact at the club for us amazing like, love that okay cool we're in um because he's a he's a football coach himself so we're fully on board with it we're fully on board with it 
Um, we do need to, to get cracking. I've literally been sent, spending all two weeks just going, I just want to play this. And again, I'm like yourself, I've had a bit of a poke around in terms of the setup. And I've not obviously played in Indonesia before, but I thought let, let's get all of Asia loaded up. So, so what I've done is I've got, I've got, uh, Australia, China, Hong Kong, India, Indonesia, Malaysia, Singapore, South Korea loaded. Nice. And South Africa as well. Ooh, okay. Uh, so that'll help bring, bring players in, because uh, obviously we want to generate the, uh, to raise the game in Indonesia, to raise the league standard. It's currently 27th in Asia. We need that to get to number one. Um, no Indonesian team has ever won the Asian Champions League. There's a goal for us. Mm. Indonesia have never won the Olympics. They have reached the last 16 in the World Cup before. So there's quite a lot to go through. We've got a player called Janinho who's Brazilian. So straight away I'm, on, I'm, I'm in on it. <laughs> there uh, is, of course. Are they going to be hammering free kicks from like 50 yards? Mate, uh, well, I, that's, that's weird. That's weird that your head went to Janinho uh, Paulista. Um, mine went to little Janinho, Middlesbrough Janinho. I was like, we can create the Middlesbrough Banter Bus. That's what we'll do here um, in Indonesia. <laughs> Uh, there's a couple of interesting rules in the fact that they're tran- they have two transfer windows. One is two months long at the start of the game. You're already one month into that transfer window, so you have one month to buy players in the first month in the first season, and then one month in the middle of the season. That's it. So there's no like sort of summer transfer period like like we have over here. You've got three months. So again, the save's going to be built on generating our own players, focusing on youth, focusing on training, focusing on bringing players from other nationalities in. Uh, you're allowed four. So, yeah, that's why those other leagues are there. Plus, if it all goes tits up and I'm sacked very early on and I'm just going, Indonesia's not really working out, I can do a, an Asian journey, man. So, back up, Which would be really fun anyway. Yeah, exactly. I think exactly. It's not, it's, not, it's not really a part of the world that we... Have explored that much in game really I've tried a couple of times in South Korea and never really managed to get the momentum going but yeah well we had we had fun with Australia last year didn't we so and Africa could be fun so yeah yeah I think Indonesia's my focus man if you if you if you end up at uh, Jomo Cosmo (laughs) oh oh scenes absolute scenes (laughs) yeah yeah so yeah so the focus is is slamming I, I can't wait to get into it I can't wait to get into it Come, come back to me in three weeks' time on the podcast when I'm going. I fucking hate it. I fucking hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I think what's I think what's interesting though is that we've, you know, probably in 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 comparison to to last year, we've gone a little bit more, uh, I would say, emotional, like without how how we feel about clubs or leagues, rather than what was tactical. And I I had mentioned this. I think it was on last week's episode where. I don't think I'm going to be so focused tactically this year, which I, which kind of makes me sound like I'm only going to Solskjaer, where I'm like, yeah, just stick 11 players on the pitch and see what happens. It's not, that's not what I'm saying, but whereas like, you know, whereas I had such strong ideas with like strikerless last year. I know, I know if you're in our Discord, you've seen me playing around with a couple of different strikerless shapes and stuff like that, but I'm absolutely not going to use any of them this year. So if you do see them in the Discord, please feel free to to take the ball and run with it but like I think as well where I, I, I the, the, the other flip side of that is that you know when I've been playing the game I mentioned you know with, with FC Dallas we've been playing sort of uh, 4-2-3-1 and we, we transitioned into like a 4-3-3 which is pretty much you know the same thing or a similar thing 
But um, I, I, I think I might be going with a back three. Because I think... Uh, I don't know if you saw my tweet the other day about scoring 40% of my goals with headers. <laughs> well, you, I saw it because because you did it because of me kicking off about how many headed goals I was conceding. Yeah. So, yeah, I, 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 I saw it. Don't I saw it. I saw it. I, so, yeah, 27, 27% of my goals during a 40-game period in my beta save, I scored uh, from a header from set-piece. The other 13% of those headed goals were from open play. And the amount of crosses, I can't, I think it was 33 crosses per game. Yeah, and this a lot, is a tactic where I'm not like hitting early crosses. Like, I think I used hit early crosses a couple of times when I was trying to break teams down during a game. And I don't, I, I do have overlapping fullbacks or wingbacks, but I don't have like a heavily focused like crossing game i think the the most in the league was red bull like new york red bull for like 42 crosses per game i was like oh my um so i did it i did think about that but then i was thinking as well of of the the passive map networks now as well there is a lot of wide build-up play with a lot of the tactics in game and it looks quite nice and you build quite nice patterns which i think does lend itself to for example a 352 or a 343 so i'm going to kind of a analyze my squad and see what we can play and where we're going rather than being like hey i've got this tactical style and i'm gonna make a team fit for it so i do think it is different from last year but then at the same time like i'm not just gonna be all of a sudden go oh i don't care <laughs> yeah well, i think that's the thing as well like obviously with with where we are I have no experience in the Indonesian league at all, so I'm literally going to be playing with what I've got, building the tactic around what I've got. Um, I should also say as well, sorry, at this point, shout out also to Friday Night FM for his his, uh, his squad views. We'll be using those. Plus, we're also going to be linking in uh, FM Jenna's spreadsheets. Yeah, so we're going to be getting her squad spreadsheets in there and uh, Stan Kelson's uh, Moneyball spreadsheet as well for scouting so we're gonna link two things in there that's gonna because recruitment is gonna be so important for us yeah big 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 shout out to jenna's jenna's stuff is amazing that dna ajax thing looks incredible so so they're so so good um yeah it's the ffm jenna if yeah yeah if so she she's she'll come up on twitter we we have retweeted some some of the some of the content she's put out already but yeah her spreadsheets are so so good and, and and really kind of like help you focus on on what you want to do even if you don't adopt her exact dna you can kind of like make your own and, and make it fun she makes spreadsheets fun which is and you know what if you're playing football manager that's right up your street <laughs> and i think in I think in closing as well, the amount of times we've said shout out to someone, we're going to have to shout out Ryan Hun and uh, Musa Okwanga of Stadio as they they always do shout out to someone. So I'm shouting out the two wonderful people that shout out people. So shout out Stadio, <laughs> Ryan and Musa, because we've just we've just adopted your your shout out policy. So there you go, wonderful but people. It's, wonderful it's, it's weird, isn't it, how we've gone from being a football manager podcast to being a, a nightclub DJ? <laughs> yeah, this is it. We're just uh, yeah, we're just a nightclub. We're football manager DJs, is what we are, and hopefully we'll be spinning the right tracks 
for this year. Right, Tony, um, that is all time we've got on this week's podcast. So while our listeners are furiously clicking away on their new saves, why don't you tell them where they can find you on Twitch and social media? Yeah, so best place to find me on social media is obviously on Twitter, which is at Tony Jameson. Uh, on there, there'll be a link to the Discord. So again, come and come and join us over there. Uh, we're, we're building what we feel is a, is a fantastic community of like-minded individuals. Um, so come and join us. And then, of course, the main s- stuff is going to happen over on Twitch, which is twitch.tv forward slash Tony Jameson FM. You'll get to see the Indonesian build a nation i've not i've not got a full name for it yet to be honest but um but we'll think we'll think of a name if you come up with a name for it then then let me know um so yeah the indonesian save will be will be over on twitch and then we'll put some little highlights up on youtube uh which is again tony jameson fm uh, and there'll be a little bit of the uh, the monthly challenge we'll try and get some little end of seasons of the monthly challenge put on there so there'll be a bit of rex i might even stream the first the first day of rex so we'll see we'll see what about yourself where can people find you though Matt? That's, that's also more important you can f- find me on twitter at m richard's host i'm pretty active in discord as well so if you got any questions or anything um fire away over on discord we'll be keeping you up to date with everything that's going on in the canadian premier league on here i might tweet out some stuff during my playthrough with like more data stuff and more analytically stuff um, around the save and that'll be going on my twitter and in the discord so yeah if you are interested in that kind of thing go and uh, follow me there or find me there um, but before we wrap up the podcast, and I can tell you where you can get some extra content, just a reminder that we are, for the rest of the Premier League season, donating a bit of our Patreon money to a wonderful cause, and that wonderful cause is Women's Aid. More information on what they do can be found in the podcast description, and we encourage you to go and check that out. As for our extra content, you can find that over on patreon.com forward slash football manager therapy. It is free pound a month, but it goes a long way of supporting the weekly podcast. And in return, we give you a little bit of something. And that little bit of something is an extra podcast a month where we've done loads of different stuff. From XG way back in the in the day to episodes about the real life euros and other concepts that we have but recently we've been refocusing on the fmt retros where we've been looking at individual players and now recently we've been looking at teams and on this month's podcast we're going to be taking a look at carlo ancelotti's ac milan team oh yeah we're getting the christmas trees out a little bit earlier than december as well as the extra podcast you do get this weekly podcast completely ad free a little bit early each week as well as access to our private discord channel where we discuss the ideas of weekly episodes what we've got coming up on patreon for example again we've been mentioning it in the last couple of weeks but um the orcs air episode that we did on patreon came from a message that danny g sent us within that channel so it is a little bit more interactive you get a little bit of input and we can discuss some ideas and generally get to know each other a little bit better so if that sounds all good to you head over to patreon.com forward slash football manager therapy and it is free pound a month all right well we have taken up enough of your time here on fm22 release date so make sure you are taking care of yourselves and enjoying the game to its fullest because we're going to see you next week same place same time
of Football Manager Therapy. <laughs>